Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past two years, and I'm in my 36th year in publishing. Today, we'll be talking about drop stores. Are they the fresh channel to the future? Someone who knows all about that is Bob Devaney, owner and president of All Things Dry Cleaning. Many of you know Bob. He's been in the industry for 40 years. He's been a owner, consultant, franchiser. He's opened 80 drop stores to date. He's the founder and president of three national dry cleaning franchises, including Lapels, The Cleaner Spot, and Fresh and Clean. Bob's joining us by phone from South Weymouth, Massachusetts. Hello, Bob. Thanks for speaking with us today, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tim. Well, let's get right to it. Uh, I'm sure listeners want to know what we have to say about drop stores. Everybody knows what they are. But let's just start off uh, defining what a drop store is, what a traditional drop store is uh, for everybody. Sure thing. I get asked that question all the time. A dry cleaning drop store, otherwise known as a pickup store, a satellite store, or a dry store, is really a brick-and-mortar store that enables dry cleaners to extend their market into surrounding towns without the expense of building another plant. It's known as a drop store because it's where you can drop off or pick up your dry cleaning. It's known as a satellite because it's typically an extension of a full dry cleaning plant, and it's known as a dry store because there are no processing or chemicals on site. A good analogy uh, of a drop store is, is Dunkin' Donuts. Remember the guy who used to make the donuts? At one time, oh, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts... Yeah, at one time, Dunkin' Donuts pushed the fact that the donuts were made at every location. Not anymore. Donuts are now cooked off-site at their factory. um, In dry cleaning, we call that person a wholesaler. And then they're delivered to the store or our drop store every morning. The Dunkin' franchisee then dresses and prepares the donut by adding toppings, which we call packaging. The customer doesn't necessarily know or care where the donut was cooked or cleaned, as long as when they come in, they have a nice warm donut. The same is true of a drop store. As long as a drop store offers consistent quality product with great customer service, the customer is happy. They won't know or care where the cleaning was actually performed. One reason drop stores are becoming more popular is the fact that they do not use chemicals. This is a definite advantage over plants when it comes to locations because plants use chemicals many landlords will not allow them uh, due to the environmental risk. Right. However, when it comes to a drop store, they love us because a drop store is like a flower shop, and we, draw, we, we attract middle to upper income uh, customers that will shop at the other tenants. And we don't take up any parking because our average transaction is under three minutes. So, right. so yeah. And there's no liability. Uh, thank you for that definition. That that covered a lot of ground. But since you said that, I'm thinking, as you're talking, I'm thinking um, there's so many uh, what we're calling channels nowadays uh, to reach out to new customers, so many different ways we kind of go out to them. Is that affecting what we traditionally consider the drop store? Is it changing? Is that image changing? I think so. Um, when a drop store properly emulates a plant, by offering same or next day service, really great quality, and customer service, 
they can achieve the same or even greater volume than a plant. The idea is not to think or refer to them as drop stores or pickup stores, but simply dry cleaners. There should be no noticeable difference to the customer. Do you see um, a lot of issues related to run? I know there are. There are a lot of issues related to running a successful drop store. Uh, and one of them we talked about already uh, is, is location, what realtors yeah. say. And anybody, let's say, just buying a house, looking for the right school district and that sort of thing. Can you share a key factor to uh, somebody out there trying to f- pick the right location? What, w- what would you recommend? Absolutely. It's, it's our most important consideration. It's critical to put the same effort into choosing a drop store location as you would for a plant. At minimum, we're looking for great demographics, which in our opinion, 75000 average household income or above. For a convenient location, we want to be on the AM side of the road. That's the, that's the side on the way to work. We want something that's easy to pull in and, and get out of. We need to have upfront parking. We need to have a good tenant mix, which means other service businesses. And then onto the lease. The lease is extremely important also. The considerations there. Maximum rent, we believe, for a drop store should be somewhere between two and three thousand dollars a month. The reason being that the average dry cleaner in the United States grosses approximately five thousand dollars a week. And rents should not exceed fifteen percent. I see. Minimum lease terms should be at least five years with a five-year option. Be careful about the use clause. It's, it's very important to have a good exclusive use clause that defines what you'll be doing and what you'll be offering, products and services, so that you won't end up with a com- competitor in the same plaza. Yeah, right. Also be careful about the HVAC clause. Look at all of these details and, and make sure that you settle them before you sign the lease. Those are some great points, Bob. Just the AM just struck me. That jumped out. Be on the AM side, the going-to-work side. That's very interesting. I don't know how many people have considered that when, when they're choosing a location, but that just jumped out at me. It's, it's all about convenience for the customer. Um, you know, a dry, the average dry cleaner draws about 50% of his business from a one-mile radius and another 40% of his business from the next two miles. So it's very important that you consider convenience as a, as a primary factor. You should also have a lease transfer clause. Eventually, someday, you might want to sell. Another factor that we look for in locations, we've got to analyze the competition. We want to know everything about them, their hours, their services, their prices. And really what we're doing is looking for weakness that we can exploit. You know, for example, if a customer is not open on Sundays, we're going to push the fact that we are open on Sundays. Or they don't offer same day, or they don't have a tailor on site, or one of those things. So we're going to take that and use it in our marketing and, and, and try to stress that, that we do offer those services. The idea is we're trying to set ourselves apart in a customer's mind. You Also, another thing that uh, struck me just for my own personal uh, use of, drops, of uh, dry cleaners Parking sometimes is, you'd think that would be a no-brainer, but yet I know dry cleaners where their parking is very limited, and others, it's, it's good. And obviously that is a factor. When you pull in and there's nowhere to park, that's, that's a very big deal, and you brought that up. Absolutely. We insist on upfront parking in a, at all of our stores, upfront. And if it's a, a very busy plaza, then we want exclusive parking at least one or two spots in front of the store 
that only our customers can park in. You know, a lot of these plazas, the most valuable asset to a landlord is the, is the real estate, the parking. And when they rent to a nail salon or a hair salon, you know, these women that go in there, they're there for hours. Um, and, and that's bad. If, if uh, When our customers come in, they're in, in and out in, in uh, less than three minutes on average. So that's a, that's a big attraction to a landlord, and we use that when we're negotiating uh, for a spot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking of another example where in front of a dry cleaner, there's only two spots, like you said, two spots, and but there's signs clearly posted. It's, it's like 10-minute parking, and they are definitely geared to those people running into the dry cleaner to, to drop off and pick up. Uh, another thing yeah. that we I know we talked about just between us, but maybe you could speak to this just briefly. Uh, other besides location, other things that are very important aspects are uh, training, obviously training your people, and also some management training. Could you just touch quickly on some of those things? Maybe uh, w- w- how that comes up and how that factors into uh, running these drop stores. Yep, uh, for us. Um, uh, our owners are not previously in the dry cleaning business. So part of our owner's training includes a thorough understanding of how a plant operates. You can't properly and knowledgeably run a drop store if you don't understand what's happening at the plant. So uh, I think it's important for anybody that runs a, a drop store to spend some time in the plant understanding dry cleaning and how things are processed. Um, I, you know, we always start the owner at the plant and then switch them over to an existing drop store so they can learn the various systems and procedures that we have. Uh, and training um, also, I think, should be by example, not by manual and not by memos. The employees will emulate what you do. So it's important that when you are training that you're showing the, uh, the employee how to act and how to respond to customers rather than giving them instructions um, through a training manual. We also encourage membership in um, professional organizations such as NCA and DLI to uh, increase their knowledge of uh, fabrics and processes. Of course, that kind of plays into another thought, which was uh, uh, making sure that um, that that step, that inspection of clothing isn't lost. And I think when you, when you say make sure they emulate what you do in that hands-on, first-person sort of way, I think that kind of covers that as well, wouldn't it? Yep, yeah, exactly. When, it, when, it, when an employee sees how you treat a customer and how you react in, in certain situations, that's how they're going to learn the best. And they're going to learn it the way you want it to be done um, rather than let them kind of wing it, if you will. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's, it's very important. The training is extremely important that um, somebody in the store is knowledgeable and understands what they're doing and understands what's happening to their clothes. So uh, this just kind of brief answer, a yes or no, Bob. Are drop stores gaining in popularity, in your opinion, today? Absolutely. Drop stores are the future of this industry. And I'll tell you, because they're able to locate in more convenient locations, it is the future for sure. Well, okay, you're talking about the future. And so uh, I know we like to do this in a lot of areas. Let's just be, um, you know, gaze into our crystal ball and predict the future for a minute. Let's try to go ahead maybe a decade or so. What does it look like? What are, where will drop stores be? Will they, will they be more influential? Yep. Will they have new names? Will they be called drop spots? Will they be called convenience spots? Or uh, just take us into the future and kind of, kind of do a little what if on, on the sure. future of drop stores. 
we're struggling right now with with how to identify a drop store and the name, what, what it should be called. We want to add more services. But my vision generally of the future is a much smaller number of plants located in non-residential areas such as industrial parks and overhead costs will be greatly reduced and allow them to service the more conveniently located drop stores. Hey, Bob, we'll wrap it up today, but um, as, a, as someone who already owns a plant, could you just give them a quick key to, uh, you know, a positive expectation if they're deciding to get into uh, expanding to a drop store? This is somebody who's already, like you, been around and they're thinking of expanding. What would you tell them in just a few words to maybe watch out for or anticipate as, you know, good things? Again, concentrate on the location. Location is everything. And, as, and if, you're gonna, if you own a plant and you're going to open a drop store, you don't want it to be too far away. You want it to be close enough so that you can market the stores together and save money on, on that end and, and uh, increase awareness of your brand in the area. And also, if it's closer, it'll enable you to service it better and maybe offer a same-day service rather than next-day service. Um, and when you do find that location, it's very important to analyze that lease uh, for some of the things that I mentioned and use an attorney to help you. Um, once, once you've settled on that, I think that it's, it's extremely important to have trained personnel and to do a professional marketing, just like you would do with your plant. Well, very good. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Bob. I appreciate you being here today and joining us on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. Excellent. Okay, you're welcome. That was Bob Devaney from All Things Dry Cleaning, owner and president. And if you want to talk to Bob further about anything involving Drop Store or anything in the business, very knowledgeable guy, his phone number toll-free is 800-335-0567. And that's Bob Devaney. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest Fabricare industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.